You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to mini episode 191 of Real Life Ghost Stories and I have two spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from the 23rd of May 2022 and story number one comes from Anonymous. It all began when I was two years old. I only remember bits and pieces but what I do remember is quite bone chilling. I brought up the experience to my mother when I was 10 and she gave me more details. She was surprised I remembered what I did, especially because I was only two years old when it happened. My mother lived in a big Victorian-styled home out in the middle of nowhere, in an area that's called Spooky Hollow. I specifically remember sitting in my little red plastic chair and I was watching Winnie the Pooh while my mother was off in the kitchen making me a snack or something. Behind me was the door that leads out to the hallway that then led out the front door to the entrance of the house. I remember feeling a burning sensation on my back like someone or something had scratched me. Keep in mind, my mother and I were the only ones at home. We had no pets around or anything. I looked behind me and I remember seeing my tricycle ever so slowly riding down the hallway. There were no inclines, so there was no way it could just be rolling down a slant in the hallway. Then the burning sensation in my back started feeling like fire. I cried out to my mother and she rushed over, and that's all I remember. When I brought up the incident to my mother when I was 10 years old, she gave me more detail as to what happened. My mother told me that when she rushed over to me, I was continuously trying to grab at my back, and that when she looked, there was a large X carved, not scratched, carved into my back. She had no idea what had happened and couldn't explain it to my father over the phone, so she rushed me out to the car and drove me to my father's house to show him what had happened to my back. She then proceeded to say that as soon as we got to my father's home and were just about to show my father my back, the cut had faded. It simply then looked like she had taken her nails and just scratched an X into my back. My father was furious with her as he thought she had done it herself. I know what I felt, and it was not someone just simply scratching me. It felt like someone or something was cutting into my back with the obvious intent to harm me, or worse. My father took her to court and got full custody of me, and I was only allowed occasional visitation with my mother. Things got weird when I turned five. At the time, it was just me and my father, as well as our cat, Stormy. She slept with me in my bed every night, but this night was different. I remember not being able to sleep that night, like something was just keeping me from being able to relax and shut my brain off almost. I felt a heavy energy and not just your typical negative feeling, this felt evil. I was in my bed. 
I always kept my bedroom door open as I had frequent night terrors. So my father always kept the door open so he would be able to hear me if I was ever to wake up screaming. My cat wouldn't come into my room, which wasn't like her, as like I said, she always slept with me. She was like a guardian in a way. I remember her standing in my doorway, but she refused to step foot into the room. And then out of nowhere, she started arching her back and let out this terrifying howl as if she was horrified of something. I jumped up and sat up in my bed immediately and started calling for my dad. He didn't come. My cat ran off and hid under the couch that was pointed directly across from my room, which was also unlike her as nothing ever really freaked her out. Then what happened next, I still to this day cannot explain. And I often contradict myself on whether or not this really happened or if it was just a dream. But I know it wasn't a dream. I was wide awake well aware of my surroundings and what was happening and of what had happened. I know what I felt, heard and saw. This was not a dream or a child's imagination, this was real life. The house started to shake and it sounded like something massive was stomping through my home. Now this house was very old and fragile, so when this stomping and shaking started, it was so violent it rattled my porcelain dolls off their stands and off the shelf I had them on. It was also so violent that my bookshelf that held all of my books and movies fell over. It was almost like a large earthquake. But what was causing it? I pulled the covers over my head and started sobbing uncontrollably. Then it got unsettlingly quiet. I removed the covers from over my head and my room had gone completely pitch black. And I remember seeing two men in black cloaks standing on each side of my bed. I couldn't scream. Nothing was coming out, I just remember shaking uncontrollably and I was unable to speak, scream or even move. I was frozen almost. Then at the end of my bed appeared another man but this one was wearing a red cloak. And they all started chanting in a language that to this day I cannot identify. The stomping and the shaking came back and this time it was louder and more violent. It shook my bed to the point that my bed frame broke. How is it my dad was able to sleep through this? How is he not woken up? I remember staring into my doorway and I couldn't peel my eyes off it. The stomping got closer and I swear on my father's grave a very large demonic thing at that time I was only able to describe him as being the devil himself stepped into my doorway and just stood there for what felt like forever. He didn't come any closer. He just stood there pointing at me and laughed. I was finally able to let out the most blood-curdling scream imaginable and everything went away. My dad came rushing into my room and flicked on the light. My bookshelf was back to normal, my dolls were back in their place and he kept asking me what had happened for me to scream like that. I told him what had happened and at first he thought it was just a bad dream again until he noticed that my bed frame was completely broken down the middle. From that moment up until I was seven years old I slept in my father's room and the night terror stopped. I haven't had one nightmare since. Except for one where in my nightmare that demonic being would be standing at the end of my bed. I have this same dream three times every year to this day and now I'm 23. Could I have been marked? Did something from that house attach itself to me during the incident that took place when I was two? The house has since been demolished. Sorry, there is so much going on in this story that I don't really even know where to start. So first of all, 
I do think it's reasonable to think that you can remember things from that far back. Like I've said it before and I'll say it again. I can remember my first steps and nobody ever believes me. Well, actually my family do because they were obviously there and witnessed it. I remember my first steps. Granted, I didn't start walking until I was like three or something because I was really lazy, but I remember it, you know, and there are lots of things that you remember from the time that you were a child. Just because you were two doesn't mean you don't remember things. Anyway, whatever marked your back that I mean, that I don't know what I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know what to tell you about that, because it it like, as you said, carved an X into your back and then the X was gone by the time you got to your dad's house. That's very strange. And I don't want to be I don't want to be dismissive about your story whatsoever. Like I really don't. But the fact that you screamed for your dad and he didn't come but came later when you screamed makes me wonder if it was a pretty intense experience of sleep paralysis, especially when everything was back together or back the way it was after the episode was over. Although your bed was broken in two, you know, or cracked down the middle at least. So don't know what to tell you about that part of it. I mean, even if a five-year-old is like, vigorously jumping on a bed are they likely to break the bed crack it down the middle I don't think so I had to stop recording there to have a big panic because I started hearing this child singing and I was like what the heck is that it's the kids next door there's two small children who live next door to me and it's still too hot to record in the studio so I can hear them at night time getting ready for bed and it's currently half past seven and I imagine they're reading stories or whatever they're doing and uh, frightened the life out of me. I was like, what the heck is that sound? It happens quite regularly. Especially when they're running up and down the stairs. It gives me a fright every single time. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science. With beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And story number two comes from Kelly. My first story is actually my husband's. He has worked for children's homes for some time now. And whilst he was working for his previous company, he was helping out at another home. He was working a night shift. He hadn't visited the home before and he hadn't met the children before either. He was doing his work in the office, children were asleep in bed, and he heard someone walk down the stairs, go into the kitchen and release the fire door so it slammed shut. He thought he would go and introduce himself to whichever child had decided they needed a drink during the night. He went into the kitchen which was down the corridor from the office and opened the door. No one was in the room. He was feeling a bit concerned that one of the children had left the building somehow. He checked the doors and the windows which were all locked and had a look around the building. It was pretty much impossible for someone to have left and there to be no evidence of it so he went back to work. 
Ten minutes later, the door released again and slammed shut. He checked again and nothing. In the end, he was quite freaked out so he called one of the other managers at another home, who was also covering a night shift. While on the phone, a middle picture on a wall from a vertical row of three came off unhooked and landed on the picture below. He hung it back and it happened again. He was so freaked out by this point that he didn't leave the room until the early member of staff came in. The kids were still in bed. He told the member of staff what had happened and they told him that supposedly there had been a fire in the house years before and a little girl had died. They said that things happen all the time but they are used to it now and he didn't work there again. A second story happened last summer and it's not particularly paranormal. My husband and I were sitting outside with the chimney on and the kids were in bed. It was night and it was pitch black but the sky was clear. We love looking up for shooting stars and it was that time of year that you can see them regularly. I saw what I thought was a satellite. I am a geek and I have an app that tracks them and I find it all so interesting. Anyway, I said to my husband, Oh look, another satellite! At the moment he looked up, the object changed direction and then looped around a few times and then sped off and disappeared. Neither of us spoke straight away, and when we did we just couldn't understand what it was. I had to use good old Google to try and discover what could move like that, but I found nothing. Even now it freaks me out. I just can't work out what it was. It wasn't a drone, it wasn't like that. I guess we'll never know. On a bit of a fun note, and I use that word loosely, there are a few little tales that happened to my family before I was born, in the house that my mum and her family used to live in. My nan lived in a really old house in a village in Bedfordshire. There were only six houses in a row on a country lane. They had an old-fashioned version of an extension onto the back of the house, which only had a bathroom in it. The original toilet had been outside and my mum and her 11 siblings used a tin bath when they were growing up. The house was built on an old battleground for a castle that used to be on the top of a very steep hill down the road. You can see parts of the walls still in the village. My mum always tells me a story about how she was walking home one day with a friend and they saw a really large hunting dog coming towards them. Being young they called it over so that they could stroke it. As it got closer, it disappeared. They were so freaked out that they ran home as fast as they could. Mum has also told me about how family have seen soldiers walking into bedrooms upstairs and one of my uncles saw a man on horseback, in old-fashioned clothes, jump over the hedge and he had a hunting dog with him. They all disappeared on the other side. I used to be terrified of the supernatural. Then I became a massive sceptic and I laughed at all the stories Mum told me. And now I've become a believer again in recent years. Isn't it funny how we like glide in and out of being sceptics and believers and at some points in your life you're a total sceptic and at other points in your life you're more inclined to believe things and maybe something will happen that'll turn you into a fully fledged believer. I would freak if I was working in a children's home and I was hearing footsteps, things were coming off the walls. Oh no, I'd freak because you've got... Firstly, the worry that it is one of the kids who's gotten out of the house or something has happened or there's a safeguarding concern, right? That's, that would be the main concern. But when you've ticked all the boxes and gone, okay, it's none of those things, what are your options? Oh yeah, the kids that died in a fire many, many years ago. Oh no, I wouldn't go back and work in that house either. I'd be like, no, no money is worth this. 
And I don't know what I would do if I was sitting outside and I saw what I thought was a satellite and then it was like looping, looping all over the sky. Oh, I'd lose my mind. I find it so frightening. I know there are military aircraft. Is that what you could call them? Like military aircraft that are being kind of developed, etc., etc., that can probably move in a much different way than we are used to and even aware of. But I just can't with UFO stories. They really freak me out. And there are so many phantom hound stories from all over England, especially around places where there were castles, etc. So maybe that's what your mom actually encountered was a phantom hound. Thank you so much to Anonymous and Kelly for sending in your stories. And thank you for listening. Remember, the last story came from May the 23rd, 2022. If you've got a story that you would like to share, you can send it to Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast at gmail.com you can also check out the website com. and if you are desperate for more content you can get access to every single main and mini episode completely ad free as well as heaps of extra content if you sign up on patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories and on that note I shall see you next time Rory and Kid here from the award winning podcast This Paranormal Life Every week we investigate a paranormal story and decide if it's real or a hoax Like the time a guy claimed he punched Bigfoot Or when a UFO showed up at a football game in front of thousands of people Each episode has sound effects, music and storytelling that feels so real you'll never sleep again You will Stop it, you're going to scare away new listeners Check out This Paranormal Life every Tuesday wherever you listen to your podcasts